This week on One Body Stewarding God's Creation, Christian Lutz and Corey Munch talk about their pick of the seven manliest men of the Bible. Christian and Corey are being interviewed by Divine Mercy Radio's on-air host, Kelly Roper. We are welcoming Christian Lutz and Corey Munch, seven manliest men in the Bible. Love it. That's their topic, so stay tuned. We're going to be talking about that. We know that all good things begin with prayer, so would one of you be willing to lead us in a prayer for this next segment? Sure. Which one? a nice short one. Okay. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for every breath we take. Mm. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Short but powerful. Yes. By way of introduction, Christian Lutz and Corey Munch are both on Divine Mercy Radio's Board of Directors. Christian is the owner of the Schmidt Monument Works, and Corey owns Service Master Clean of Hayes. So Schmidt Monument Works, tell me what that is. I do monuments. Uh, our, the logo is to honor a lifetime for lifetimes to come. And oh, and so that's, nice. uh, you know, the life of each is is special. So we want to honor those uh, lives that have passed. So. Sure. Excellent. All right. And uh, uh, let's see here. Service Master Clean of Hayes. Yeah. We uh, provide cleaning, disaster, restoration. and restoration services for the community. Um, one of the things that uh, I'm proud of with Service Master, and one of the reasons I got into it is there's four objectives for the company. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one, the main one being to honor God in all things mm-hmm. we do. Mm-hmm. And uh, the owner, or the one that started Service Master uh, over over 50 years ago, um, that was one of he was a very Christian man, and he, Marion Wade, and he started that and made those four objectives. One of them being to honor God in all wow. we do. So. In today's society, what can we learn from the men of the Bible to help us to be not afraid? We've got quite a few here that we can learn from. Which one do you want to start with? I'd like to start with Joseph, um, husband of Mary, father of our Lord, uh, earthly father of our Lord. He's a special man to me because he's my patron saint. And um, I was asked by a a friend who's uh, not Catholic and said, well, what exactly is a patron saint? And of course, uh, Joseph is my baptismal name, and uh, that was given to me. And so all through my life, I've felt a special connection with Joseph. Joseph has been, for me, such a big figure in my life just because I can connect with him so much. He doesn't say a word in the Bible. And yet, and through everything that he did, when you sit there and think about what he did for Mary and for Jesus, to be the guardian, to lead them to and from Egypt when they had to leave, to protect the Blessed Mother and Jesus throughout their life as they were growing up, and to buck the system, so to speak, of the the world that was after him, um, Satan and everything that Satan tried to do. And then the big thing was he's the angelic man. Uh, He was spoken to four times by uh, the archangels. So, you know, you can just really sit down and talk, think a lot and uh, discern a lot on what that is yeah. about uh, how Joseph would have, would have um, 
taken all of that in and uh, followed the angel's request from God and um, and still I mean I could go on and on about that but I <laughs> he he just is was such a big man in the Bible because of what he did yeah. but he only did it because of he was he was just so pious and yeah. and just so quiet yeah. but so strong yeah so yeah. have you uh, read uh, I think it's Father Calloway's book on on Joseph. Wow, yeah. powerful, really yeah. powerful, and and I think it, it maybe um, changed a lot of people's opinions um, just on you know because I think so many times he's portrayed as old, you know that that he's portrayed as old, but but I think what what the book brought out is that you know. He was he was protecting the blessed mother against robbers against evil and really stepping up to the plate and you know that probably wasn't an older man doing all that. Do you have thoughts on that? Well, I do. I mean, they uh, they'd say that it's it was a thousand mile trip to Egypt. Yeah. No, I mean you have to be a young man. Yeah. Uh, full of strength and God can do anything with anybody. But um, uh, I've read several. Um, and it, what's what's beautiful about our our faith, our church is the tradition. And so there's a lot written about tradition. And uh, the reason that a lot of times they say that he was portrayed as an older man was because of uh, him not having relations with Mary. They didn't want anybody to think that that ever happened. Yeah. But uh, regardless of that, I mean, the man was just incredible. Yeah. Uh, strong, wise. He was given. And another uh, point that I'd like to, to talk about is the father picked him to raise his son. And, I mean, there's no greater responsibility. Yeah. And, you know, Joseph was up for the task. So now we're going to go to Christian and uh, get your your manliest man of the Bible that you want to talk about. Well, I was thinking uh, with Joseph, you know, he was. Uh, you asked the question how he's how not to be afraid, but I think he knew Scripture, yeah, and that's why he wasn't afraid. And and uh, I think when I get afraid, I'm silent, mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, I'm not usually silent. So some people might be step back by that maybe i don't know scripture enough so uh, that's why i'm not silent i don't know uh let's see who else do we have here we want to go to next Go oh ahead. we have um samson uh, samson uh i i actually picked samson because i have long hair uh I think that was, <laughs> i'm not as manly as him uh by any means but uh i suffered some of the things that uh, through my life that he mm -hmm. suffered through and that was the uh the lust and uh vengeance and i think he, he coped with those a lot through his life uh, with delilah and everything he you know he killed what a thousand men with a jawbone of an ass uh out of pure vengeance and that speaks a lot to a lot of men that we i, I think that's part of our failure of, of human nature original sin is is vengeance and there's movies about it, uh, you know, it's a, that's a big thing. And we have to overcome that because Christ said, you know, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. And that puts a stop to that vengeance. And that's what Christ wants us to do. we we got to get rid of that and uh, love our enemy instead of uh, think evil and death on them. And that is very tough. And, and lust... Uh, speaks for a lot of the men in the Bible. They succumb to lust. And uh, look at today's world. <laughs> mm. 
that is one of Satan's biggest tricks out there is to uh, pleasure and, and lust. And mm -hmm. that's one of the uh, effeminacy I, uh, defined by Father Ripperger is the unwillingness to put one's pleasure aside to pursue what is arduous or difficult. Mm -hmm. And uh, finally, Samson did that. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, he brought down the pillars. Uh, but it, it's just... It's, it's the same then as it is now. Yeah. And we have to overcome those, uh, those things and, and become men of virtue as, mm -hmm. as Samson did. So. Yeah, excellent, excellent. All right, so that's two of the manliest men in the Bible. Corey, it's your turn. So right. manliest men of the Bible. All right, well, uh, just a quick comment on Samson. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and we, uh, to make it, um, clear we could we could go on all day about yeah. the men in the bible there you know we just kind of randomly picked out these seven names because there's so many of them um, but samson what echoed in my heart with him was uh, as i was reading uh, the book uh, judges with him and it was there towards the end when you know god used him for for many many uh, things to protect israel and uh, the people and obviously, you have to always keep focused that, you know, the salvation plan came, came through the Jews. And so God protected that all throughout the lifetime of the world. But as Samson got to the end of his life, after he, you know, after he revealed the secret of his strength and um, he was put in prison and his hair grew, that I believe that he, you know, he came to, to the Lord and just basically, you know, said, Lord, use me. And, you know, and of course, the end of the story was when Samson's hair grew back and they gouged out his eyes and they put him between two pillars. And uh, he tore these, the strength of his, him, uh, from God, tore these pillars down. And uh, actually, it, I, something I picked up, it, it said that it, it killed more Philistines than any of them that he had done all through his life during that one time. And of course, he died with that. But uh, he, mart he martyred himself, you know, uh, for the love of God. So th that's just really what sticks out to me on that. The next uh, great man of the Bible we have is Noah. And uh, Noah came to us as a great man because of the world he was in. Noah was surrounded by paganism, false god worship, and um, he found favor in God's eyes. And he was revealed that there was going to be a great flood and was told to build an ark. And uh, to build a structure reminds me of Mother Angelica uh, being told to build this radio station. Mm -hmm. Odds were severely against them. Mm -hmm. But Noah, uh, as Mother Angelica did, went ahead and went, went, went ahead and did what God had asked. And the result was incredible yeah. obviously with Noah it was saved his family and um, salvation plan yeah. that came down through Noah by God's power and then of course this radio station is here because of Mother Angelica and so mm -hmm. those are the two correlations I put together but there's many yeah. uh, our church being one and yeah. uh, so um, Noah just fought against all of the you know probably was told he's crazy and and um, you know never rains and and so on and so on but yet he he listened to the word of god and that gave him his strength mm -hmm. christian did you have anything that you wanted to add to that well i think 
the world now is a lot like in Noah's time. And I think Noah found the silence amongst all of what's going on, and he heard God's word, and he did what God wanted him to do mm-hmm. and build the ark. And I think that's what we have to do now because the world is so loud. We need to find that silence and hear God's word. All right. Mm-hmm. So, um, Corey. Yep. Next. Um, we have down Abraham, uh, another one of the, the great uh, Old Testament fathers. You want to start on that? Yeah. I, Steve Ray has a little commentary on, on Abraham, and, and I think it applies to a lot of men today that uh, you complain and give a litany of all these things you have to do, and you're listening to God, and you're like, well, God, but I have this to do and this to do, and you want me to do this and that. And what did uh, Abraham say? Yeah. All right, I'll have the camels ready in the morning. We'll go. Uh, <laughs> and that's what we have to do. And that's that's what he did. Uh, I mean, you could go on about Abraham because that would be tough to bring your, your son up to an altar at 99 years old, or mm-hmm. I think it's what he was, and listen to God and to, to take that life, And although that's what God did for us. But to have that complete faith in God, I think, is, is – uh, one of the hardest things to do uh, myself, you know, I say, oh, yeah, I believe this, I believe that. But to take action on those beliefs, I think, is is a, a challenge uh, for myself. And I, I think it's a challenge for a lot of men to go out there and they root for a football. Uh, I, I like this analogy that they root for a football player out there. Yeah, that's what I would do. I'd take him down. But when they look at Christ up there on the cross, they say, no, I, I can't do that. And uh, I think that's what we need to cheer for, is that Christ was up there and he overcame that mm. that death. And Abraham did that with his son. He's, he didn't want to do that, but he went right to the last second and and then was stopped. And then God knew his uh, faith was, was just and uh, he prevailed through that. So and was rewarded <laughs> as we <laughs> if we do that we will be rewarded as well so sure really really good information did you have anything to add yes i do um you know we we are blessed this day and age now is that the victory's been won mm. christ has died on the cross and rose again the victory we see it we read about it every day at church scriptures noah and abraham and the the old testament fathers they just relied on faith. They, 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 it was prophesied it would happen, but they just believed it would happen. So how blessed are we to have the, you know, the victory's been won, and so we just have to continue to spread the gospel. These guys, they didn't have a Bible to read. <laughs> mm. um, so that, to me, that's, that's what really echoes in my heart is, is, is that the um, – you know these guys. The, these guys were such such strong figures uh, mm-hmm. for God, and of course it was God that made them that way. Yeah. And uh, but it took action, and and they they definitely fulfilled it. So who do we want to talk about next? We're going to jump over into the new covenant. Okay. Uh, and uh, talk about the rock. Nice. Peter. Nice. Yes. So <laughs> Peter is another one that. Uh, I can relate to by uh, stick foot in mouth and uh, <laughs> <laughs> say things that uh, sometimes, you know, you don't really think about what you're saying. And so obviously Peter was that way uh, when he was uh, following Jesus um, in the apostleship or Jesus's ministry. But 
as God can take ordinary people and make just awesome great men. And that's what I hope for in my own life uh, because, you know, I'm a knucklehead and uh, God needs to take me sometimes and, and uh, whack me upside the head. But uh, in the end, I, I, I get it. And uh, that's Peter is just uh, incredible as the first bishop of our, our faith. And, um, you know, that Jesus gave him the keys. And, uh, you know, if you read uh, in Acts all that they had to do after the resurrection and all they had to fight and, you know, not only Peter, but all the apostles and on down and, uh, you know, just incredible courage, incredible faith. And, of course, the way they died was amazing. And that inspires me as well. Yeah. Uh, all of the martyrs. Um, but. You know, Peter, um, you know, dying upside down on a cross. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just amazing and uh, to me that, uh, you know, that we have these, these men that I can look up to and get strength from. I, I'm racking my brain, and I can't remember the exact number, but I wish I could get a hold of my husband because he knows I know. But for for many years, I think it was like 300 and some years until it was legal to be Christian. I don't remember how many years exactly, but it was a lot. Mm-hmm. Every person who said they would mm-hmm. become pope, every single one from Peter on, were killed, mm-hmm. and they took that position knowing that they were going to be martyred. It had happened before. It was going to happen again. It was illegal to be Christian, Catholic Christian, um, and yet they they believed. They believed so much in you know in the church that was founded by Jesus Christ that they were willing to give up their life for that. And so they took the the role as pope, knowing that they would be. The next one that was killed and not just, you know, you know, boom, you know, you're dead. (laughs) I mean, you know, tortured, tortured, gory, absolutely difficult deaths. But yet they were willing to step up. So talk about a man. Yeah, those are those are manly men that are that are willing to step up to the faith and, and do that. And and it was for many, many years um, that, that that occurred. So yeah. what a what a great, I, I love Peter, love love yeah. uh, all that he stands for. And, and um, yeah, you know, and yeah, he was a knucklehead. He was, <laughs> <laughs> he was but, but, you know, Christ, you know, I, sometimes I think it was on purpose that he, to show that God is God, right? It's not the individual person. God is God, and God was the one working through Peter. Yeah, we, we learn from our mistakes, uh, especially, uh, you know, Peter did. Uh, we all do. And so I, I, I really – that's another thing with Peter that I, that I so love uh, is that, you know, he got himself in trouble. Jesus corrected him sternly many times and uh, but he he continued to follow yeah. and the, my favorite words from Peter when uh, he when Jesus asked after everybody left and Jesus asked you know after he told him that his his body was true food and his blood was true drink and they all left and Jesus asked them well are you going to leave too and my favorite words for Peter was well where, where would we go we've yeah. given up everything to follow you yeah you know and that that just really echoes in my heart as well. Christian? Wow. Uh, If you've ever been given keys to something, I think uh, the human nature wants to take over and do what Mm. you want to do. And I think Peter would have had his own mindset of what he wants to do, but 
he did what God wanted mm-hmm. him to do. And one of the prayers I like is, uh, Jesus, let your will be my will. And I think that had to been Peter's prayer as well. Uh, being that the Holy Spirit came to him in the end, but he, uh, you know, to get things started, I, I think he was still, you know, using his own mindset until the Holy Spirit came upon him and then he started uh, moving into action so after that and settled many disputes uh, so uh, throughout the uh, the New Testament he he was the one that settled that's why we have uh, ahead of the the church I wish we had uh, a little bit more of that manliness uh, now in the head of the church uh, you know but it's uh, don't want to get into that. We could use a lot more of the thought that I'm going to die for Christ yeah. instead of go along with the Pharisees. Right. So, right. Enough said. Agreed. Agreed. I'm with you. We need to take a short break right now, but stay tuned to Divine Mercy Radio. We'll be right back with more from Christian Lutz and Corey Munch on the seven manliest men of the Bible. One body, stewarding God's creation. We're back on One Body Stewarding God's Creation. The Seven Manliest Men of the Bible. With Christian Lutz and Corey Munch. Kelly Roper conducts the interview. What a fun conversation we're having with, with, and also informative, fun and informative, with Christian Lutz and Corey Munch. They are directors for the board of directors here at the radio station, talking about the seven manliest men in the Bible. They're also business owners out here in the community. Christian is the owner of Schmidt Monument Works, and Corey owns Service Master Clean of Hayes. So uh, if you're looking for either of those services, they are the go-to because they are here supporting Catholic Radio. But we are talking about the seven manliest men in the Bible. Which one are we going to go to next? Well, you can't hardly talk about Peter without talking about Paul. Yep. And Paul's our next guy. Okay. All right. Uh, what I remember most about reading about Paul is the, the litany of thorns that he suggests that he has, and he did it anyway. Uh, we all like to complain. <laughs> I, I myself like to complain. And I look at Paul, and he just he did it anyway, and he persevered. He persevered till the end, and I think it is, is a good prayer is that, uh, you know, God help me, God give me strength, and God let me persevere till the end because that's what we're told we have to do. We're not just all saved at once. It's a, a perseverance, and that's what Paul really shows that he did. And the other thing is that his state of mind in the beginning was totally opposite. He was killing Christians. And, again, he listened to Jesus. or Yeah, to Jesus, his Lord, who he was persecuting. Yeah. And it changed him. And I think it's a hard thing for men. Uh, it was a, one of the stumbling blocks for myself is to put away my beliefs that was in my lifestyle and to say yes to Christ and change my, my ways. And because the world is totally against that, mm-hmm. uh, they want you to follow them. It's all about money and power. And uh, with Paul, uh, he put that aside and, and the meek, and he knew that uh, 
he was meek and humble, and that's the direction he went with it, and had very good success with it. I mean, he's <laughs> you, you could talk about Paul, and and has a lot of the New Testament. So, yeah, the the beautiful thing with Paul for me was his piety uh, all through when he was knocked off his horse, his high horse, uh, so to speak. Um, he, you know, he was he was a, a Pharisee, but the Lord knocked him down, and and he he was very pious throughout the rest of his life. Uh, he even says he's the lowliest of all of the apostles. But the man had incredible courage and to continue to go against the the goad, so to speak, uh, because he was out to to round up Christians and to kill them. But yet, God changed his mind, and he fought against all of the things that he was for, and never, never, ever wavered. And, um, you know, it says even, you know, the apostles were taken aback by him, by him correcting Peter at one time about a situation. So Paul just, uh, it's just it's just obviously read the you know the acts and and uh, all of his letters but uh, he just you as you read them you continue to see his growth with Christ and when he was in Rome and he's put in prison you know and he wrote letters from prison i think what we need to look at you know in this society is look at look at the endurance and 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 everything that that these manly man in the Bible had to fight against. And if we think we have it bad, my goodness, they had it way worse. And these young people that we have growing up, I, I listen to a lot of talks talking about parents, you know, raising, you know, children in this society. And uh, parents just need to stress, you know, the men of the Bible that what they all went through and uh, help them learn it. And um, just continue to pray as these men did. So Paul was a great uh, leader in prayer as well. Uh, his his prayer was was constant. So anyway, yeah, he's uh, he's just one of those those guys that I I really pray to for for strength. Where are we going to go next? All right, we're going to jump back into the Old Testament, mm-hmm. um, and we're going to talk about the crying prophet uh, mm-hmm. Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was one that I picked just because I've been doing uh, Father Mike Schmidt's Bible in a year, and of course, uh, <laughs> I never realized how long the Book of Jeremiah is. He was one of the oldest prophets that lived the longest. I mean, and oh my goodness. Um, you ever, ever, ever not have anything good to say? The prophet Jeremiah was always bringing uh, doom to the Israelites because they were always in uh, walking away from the Lord, not doing what the Lord asked them to do after all that he had done. Prophet Jeremiah came from a priestly family, and so he was picked, and God put words in his mouth to use him to announce pretty much woe and tragedy to the Israelites. So that being said, how does a man continue to do his job that he's supposed to do when he can never bring any i mean he he just continued to give the lord's word to him to try to get them back to have them start walking down the right path and you know you talk about fighting against wave and wave and wave of uh, of mockery dissension uh, anger uh, throughout your life but yet he kept the path and he kept doing what God asked him to do. So he 
obviously becomes a great man, the Bible in my in my books, uh, just for all that he did, and continued to have faith in the Lord, trust the Lord, and to do His work. So that's that's my piece on him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love lecturing when we have uh, Prophet of Jeremiah and Isaiah, but uh, their their words are just so telling. Jeremiah, I can find myself in him because I like to tell people how it is, not the way they think it is. And uh, sometimes I don't know how to back it up, but uh, maybe hopefully God's putting words in my mouth. Jeremiah, I think his plan was to uproot and to tear down and then to replant and to build up. And he did that throughout all of his prophecy. But in the end, he had the message of hope because if we stay with God, everything will be great uh, in the end. And so... Uh, a lot of people look at the book of Revelation as well as, you know, horror and, you know, bad news. But all in all, it's a book of hope. Mm-hmm. And that's why Jeremiah in the end was, you know, through his priestly, he would bring God to the people and, and uh, give them hope if they were able to put it aside and uh, come back to God. That's the big if. So. Yeah. You know, it takes self-sacrifice of the will, uh, self-control, self-discipline. You have to get rid of your attachments, mm. and you have to want to pursue great things. So that's that's what he did. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's a little easier when you have a role model to go for, and that's why it's so important what you're bringing up here that's today is, you know. We, to we have few role models. Today, yeah. <laughs> today. Yeah. We do. They just hide them from us. Yeah. There's plenty of good role models yeah. out there. It's just uh, they hide them from us. Where do we want to go now? I think it's hammer time, isn't it? It is hammer time. <laughs> Um, uh, just a quick comment on Judas Maccabeus. He has a comment, and it was early in his uh, when he started to persecute after uh, the, the the Syrians and stuff. Is um, uh, what he had said, and he said this in 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 context. Him and his brothers and his small army had um, had taken some of the. I think it's a Syrian army and had killed the ones that came to um, announce pagan worship on in the altar. And he had his army, his small band of army together, and they were being pursued by a larger army. And as they got went out to fight them, his warriors said, well, we're too small. We cannot fight these guys. We're going to lose. They hadn't eaten, and they had been on the run. And Judah said, this is the quote, Many are easily hemmed in by a few. In the sight of heaven, there is no difference between deliverance by many or by few. And I just, when I read that, I was like, when you're up against great anxiety, fears, that is a great, great statement to to recall, to help yourself get through it. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me personally, it has helped many, many times. So I just wanted to mention it. But Judas Maccabeus um, fighting against everything with a small band of, of, of brothers and, and uh, fellow Israelites, yeah. you know, that, that just is reason that we put him on the, on the list here. So. Right. Where do we go next? Do we go to questions, or do you want to talk some more about the other? I want to talk about Mac, uh, Judas Maccabeus. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> because he's a this hammer. And, <laughs> and the thing I like about him, he, when he killed the, the Syrian general, he took his sword, 
the general's sword, and he used it the rest of his battles and killed the men with that. Mm -hmm. And that, to me, just speaks today because we have been put down and we've been killed by so many of these generals in the world, and we need to take their weapon and start hammering them down. And that's what we're starting to see. It gets to a certain point where it flips to the other side. And I think it, God is going to let it get so bad that we have no other choice to take their sword and start killing them. And yeah, everything, oh, you can't kill these, you can't kill that. Well, we're killing the thoughts of Satan that are in these people. And that's what we have to do. We have to look at the people as good because they were made in the image of God, but it's Satan who gets into their thoughts and into their actions and in their imaginations. That's where we have to take over the media, which I heard the other day, if you take Delta variant and uh, Omicron, that it spells media control if you rearrange all the, all the letters. <laughs> and that's what we have to do with Catholic radio. We have to take over because and start listening to Catholic Radio, get it clear across Kansas and the rest of the world, and start taking over with their sword, because that's where a lot of these menly, manly things have been brought down, is through media and television and everything, and we need to get that back and start the hammer. Well, I think our purpose today is to bring up the men of the Bible, but also uh, Christian and I talk a lot about, you know, what our society is bringing at us, and he just mentioned some stuff. We have to, we have to take it to God. We have to ask. We have to pray. We have to be men of God. We have to be not afraid uh, in our society. A personal testament, I say it every time I'm on, this radio station has just done incredible things for my, my faith, my belief in, in God, and just because it's informative. Yeah. And uh, I never, ever realized how beautiful the Catholic faith is until I started learning about it. Uh, <laughs> you know, throughout the Bible, there's a lot of holy and, and great men, but there were also a lot of women out there that mm -hmm. were very wonderful in the Bible. And we, Satan has taken the man of this world today and brought them down. And once again, it's taken the women to take over. You see that at mass, every mass I go to, there's no men up there lecturing. Uh, there's the sacristans. Men need to step up. They need to get off their duff and set up their life for Christ. And God bless the women for doing that. Mm -hmm. But God set up a rule of authority for the man as the head of the household and the spiritual battle. And men need to do that. Mm -hmm. They need to get off of their computer and their pleasure, and they need to stand up for Christ. And we can do that through the radio station. We can do that through our everyday talks uh, by turning off the TV and, and turning off the computer. And we just, this world's going to come to an end someday. And I love that sign. If you die right now on the, where are you going to spend eternity? And we need to think about that. It's about our souls. It's not about the pleasure that we have right in front of us. It's about our eternal souls. Where are we going to spend that? So, men, you got to step up and be the leaders again. Yeah. Uh, 
and as a woman, I can say this, right? And hopefully I won't make anybody mad, but but I think it's time for women to let the men stand up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think we give them the ability to sit in the pew or to be on their computer if, if we don't encourage them mm-hmm. to stand up. And, you know, there there was a time, you know, when I didn't always feel like that. And, and you know, I, I, don't, I don't think in any way that the woman should be pushed down. That's oh. not what I'm saying at all. Do you but know I, why we let women I, do it? Because they do such a good job. Exactly, but we need to get them to do it. We <laughs> need to we need to let the men be the head of the household. There are so many studies that show that the children are not um, going to church or whatever because their their father, the father, is the one mm. that really makes the big difference. And when the you know when the mother doesn't go, the statistics aren't as high. But when the father doesn't go, the statistics are high of the children that that leave the church. And that role, I think, in our society, um, our society is trying to downplay the role of the fathers. And no, we need Absolutely. to raise them up mm-hmm. and show their importance and show their strength. And so that's why I think this has resonated with so many of our listeners, mm-hmm. you know, the the men of the Bible. And, and so I truly appreciate all that you two are personally doing and, and for bringing us this information as well. And, and you know, I hope some, some of our, our uh, listeners will find more information on uh, in the Bible on being manly men. So it's full of manly men. We just picked a few, and uh, so yeah. yeah so um, hope we didn't upset anybody because we didn't pick their. I their hope guide. we did. <laughs> so let's pray in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this time uh, for all those listeners out there that are contributing for the for the blessing that this radio station brings to all because of because of you and uh, we are all for you and we just pray for a great day today pray for safety and just for just a real close relationship with you lord and uh, continue to bless this radio station as we go on from here in Jesus' name we pray amen. amen amen thanks for tuning into one body stewarding god's creation if you are a business or service that can underwrite this one body show please know your 30 second spot will run three times during the show which runs five times a week on five different stations all for a mere 150 per month. Interested? Give us a call. 785-621-4110. You're listening to the network of stations of Divine Mercy Radio. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. <laughs>